Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey guys, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens, and with me here is my husband, Matthew C. Bivens. What's up, mama? <laughs> that was a weird face you were giving me. Hang on, let me like move myself a little bit so I can see you better. Yeah, because right now you're looking at the computer. No, I'm not looking at you. Okay, yeah. this helps. It helps to look at you when I'm talking a bit to yeah. you, with you, about you. At me. Yeah, at you. Let me talk at you for a minute. I like when people say that. Like, I'm just going to talk at you. I'm like, cool. Do it. <laughs> Ooh, this is a new setup for us. This is really cool. We haven't recorded like this. Yeah, we are in our new office, which is um, previously our den. Funny, we would still record in here, though, just in it, different configuration and yeah. sitting differently and all that stuff. But now it's officially our office, so we kind of did some feng shui action on the Bivens household recently. And well, I don't want to say around. it's feng shui because we, I don't want to like, we didn't do any feng shui. Sorry. Okay. Absolutely not in any form of the formalized practice of feng shui. I, I guess you we could just, just... We move stuff around. Some people will interchange that with just like moving things around. But you're right. I shouldn't... But I'm just trying to be respectful for folks who... Absolutely. Because your sister is a practitioner of feng shui. So I am not accurate in my statement. Mea culpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we're in a new space, which is dope. We've got a couple desks and we can actually like sit comfortably... Be a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Normally, when we re- record, we would sit on the floor. Yeah, your back right. starts to hurt after a while doing yeah. that. But now I got my feet up on the desk and chilling. Yeah, so it's cool. I'm excited about this episode too. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into some cool things, and I see us doing this more on the show. Um, so what we're gonna do for you, listener, who's like, "What you gonna do?" We're gonna talk about some listener emails, which we get a lot of really awesome listener emails. Um, all the time. Uh, but then some who, you know, open up a potential topic or who ask questions, you know, we can dive into and get some, put some meat on that and really get into a cool conversation. So you guys are the inspiration for 90% plus, I would say of our topics, whether through the emails that we get and it sparks an idea for us, or you directly send a suggestion or a question. So this is to you right now. If you have thought about something you would like us to talk about on the show does not have to be 100% birth related. 
at all. Um, yeah, because I mean, as we're nearing year two of being parents, yep. like more of the stuff that happens in our lives is around raising a child. Right. And, you know, obviously this, this podcast is about birth sure. and the birth journey. But like, you know, we're expanding in our experiences and we want to bring that stuff. We've already started. We've already we have, talked yeah. about a lot so of... Yeah, so it's like doing it at home as a, you know, lifestyle, as a concept. It's like all the things that we're still continuing to do at home, like raise our kid and teach her where and where not to do her business and how we function as a as a unit and all that great stuff. So uh, just putting it out there, it of course, could be birth-related too about our experience or anyone else's that we could learn from or talk to. Send us your questions. Send us your comments. Here's a challenge for you right now to send us two right now, yes. today, in this next week. If something comes up for you, jot it down on your phone and then hit us up later. Two questions and or topics. Uh, and you can send those to hello at diahpodcast.com or you can reach out. There's a contact us form on our website, diahpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can do that. But uh, yeah, so we're going to get into some cool listener emails that uh, I'm sure we'll have some some side roads we'll go down and, and uh, what, yeah. is it, what, what we always do. What we I'm like always, to do. Yeah, I'm always excited because I don't know which emails we're addressing today. Right. So I select like, them. I have pre pre-screened them and then yeah. I present them to you and I'm like, what you think? And I put you on the spot. I love it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Anything else before we dive in? Um, I'm hungry. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure everyone just, needed to know that. That's my truth. My truth right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's been a little while for us. So we took the month of July off from doing interviews. Interviews, correct. And we were like, we're going to use that time to get ahead on our on our you know solo shows. But the past two Mondays, we've done other stuff. At least one of those Mondays was full of potty training. Yes. Goodness. So we haven't sat down and actually recorded like this in a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm excited about this yeah and then we had guests we had company staying with us over yeah. the weekend which is interesting and i'm sure there are so many people right now like you're still potty training and you had people staying in your house which yeah i mean it, it worked out fine there were actually no issues at all but i'm sure we've broken all kinds of traditional rules in that sense or what people would expect but Shoot, that's what we do yeah uh but we managed through that. Not even managed. It was great. It was fine. But um, yeah, now it's kind of like catching back up with stuff and getting back into our flow and all that great greatness. Is that a thing though? Like to not have other stuff going on when you're potty training? All I thought of in my mind was like my mother. You know, you everyone has that kind of like internal voice of like going back to how you used to think about things or whatever. And so when I thought about us having guests in our home and like potty training still wasn't like quite figured out yet and i'll be like oh my god like why would you have people in your house and like well what, why what school me on the thinking behind that is it just because we're we're kind of concentrated on potty training and then hosting so is maybe maybe it breaks the focus a little bit maybe it's also like not super appropriate to like have people in your space who don't really have context for what you're doing because it wasn't just like it wasn't parents or anyone else that we had come stay it was like my friend and her husband who don't have kids yet so like yeah you know, maybe just kind of a jarring sort of immersion into like, this is what life with a two-year-old is like. Like, I don't know. I guess just a swirl of things that like, that maybe, yeah, that's the focus. Like you only focus on the potty training for right now. And also like, maybe just not the best time to have people come and stay at your house, which I would agree. Like, depending on who it was, I'd be like, maybe this isn't the best time. Like while Maya's still running around the house naked and figuring things out. But it was yeah, fine. Yeah. What's so interesting about uh, so many parent things, right? Like you want to set up the ideal scenario for 
every parent situation parenting situation and this this even applies to like birthing stuff but then at the same time you also want to to live your life you want to live your yeah. life right like <laughs> i just so, want to be <laughs> yeah like you want to be able to you know go through whatever milestone transition period that you as a couple are going through or you as parents are going through and then be able to entertain guests and go out and do things and and so i think you and i have had this interesting um mashup where this has certainly been my philosophy maybe i've sort of pulled you along where it's like okay we're gonna do everything we're gonna do them both it's like but no yeah we're just gonna do them both i think we balance each other and i think we serve an important and unique role when it comes to things like that. Like, I think there have definitely been times when your approach of more like, no, Maya will be fine. And like either rub some dirt in it or like, it'll, it'll just unfold the way that's going to unfold. Like that helps me a lot to keep me out of my, Oh, it has to look this way and it has to be this way. And like type a, and you know, a little bit of OCD tendency and like a uh, need to control. So like that helps balance me. And then I think there are times where I'm like, maybe we should instill a little bit of order and like structure or, you know, strategy into what we're doing here. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I see that. And it helps when, if we didn't, it would have been like a total shit show. So does that make any sense? Yeah, no, okay. it does. Okay. Because I wasn't like, sure with- what your face was doing. <laughs> I was scratching myself <laughs> with the with the potty training stuff. Um, you read the book, mm-hmm. and then you shared with me the plan. Yeah, and you know, if if the potty training was totally left up to me, I absolutely would have done some research. But my research would have not been as thorough as yours, right? And I would have said, oh, "Okay, I kind of get it. Let's let's just roll with yeah, this yeah. Thing <laughs> and see what happens." And that's you know, so I do think it's a beautiful blend of of both styles, and then. When you need to be a little bit more kind of flexible with stuff, we'll lean my way. And when we when we want to be a little bit more like organized and planned out, we lean your way. And then it's just a whole, it's like a big old gumbo pot of life. Gumbo we just kind of throw it all in there. The gumbo pot of life. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Cool. All right. Well, that was a great episode. That was. Okay. We're done here. I'm sure that resonated, though, with some people in terms of you know, we've talked about doing an episode or two uh, hovering around, you know, parenting styles and how you kind of make that work. You know, if like I tend to do things one way, that's such an interesting and yet beautiful challenge and opportunity I think parenting offers you because it's like, it's one thing to manage yourself as an individual. There's that and like what works for you. And then, hey, you agree to do this thing called life with another person and you somehow like, forge your own sense of balance amongst the two of you. And now there's a new human 
that you are 100% responsible between between the two of you. So now how do you make that work? Because, you know, the child isn't going to be 100%, you know, personality of, of one or the other. Anyway, it's just... It's like, all right, how do we make this? It's like a business, you know, and all, yeah, totally. all of that. Like, how do we, how do we divvy up, you know, not just responsibilities, but our methodology and our approach to things and our philosophy on things and how, you know, what kind of person do we want to raise? We actually got into a conversation like this a few nights ago. It was it wasn't an argument. It was more of a conversation. Remember, we talked about the divvying up of of like roles, roles and I said yeah. that you know you have your role and there's certain expectations that I have of you within your role and I have my role and there's certain expectations you have of me within my role. And if we don't communicate about what we're both wanting or expecting, then it's easy to be like, you never help me out. Like right. I'm always doing X oh, and yeah. you never come in. And, and you know, we, we, uh, I think it was sparked off by the potty training experience which we're going to talk about in further detail in future episodes. Yeah, when we have a little bit more experience, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about and feedback. Yeah, we'll talk about all of that. But you know, this conversation we got into was sparked off by that, and so it was interesting because we we did get into the roles, and and I shared. Maybe I hadn't shared this with you before, but I shared with you what my expectations were regarding the role that you've chosen for yourself in the relationship and as a parent, and then what my expectations were for my role. That's kind of an interesting thing because I feel like we have those underlying expectations and then we know very clearly when those expectations aren't met. Yeah. And so we then tend to to react or um, treat our spouse or partner in a certain way because they didn't meet up to expectations when they may not be aware of them, right? Like you maybe didn't know what I was expecting. Yep. And in your mind, <clears throat> I'm not living up to my role. And in my mind, you aren't fully living into your role. And so that was really interesting. And so I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but, you know, that, that whole communication aspect is so big. And then obviously when you throw in, you know, one child in the mix or multiple children, it's like tighten your communication game up. Yeah. Yeah. There's always work to be done there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Yes. Boom. Went the dynamite. That's awesome. Well, that'll... I'm sure we'll have some more conversations about that or if, yeah. you know, what anything that we just talked about, if that sparked off anything for you or you have any thoughts or ideas and all of that, love to hear it. So yeah. let us know. Cool. Let's jump into these emails. Let's do it. So I have, I'll call it two and a half emails because you got a halfie. Yeah, because it's technically two emails with one listener, but it was like she gave me a little bit and then I asked her to expand a little bit more if she was open to that on her experience and she did. So there's that and then that. So kind of two and a half emails, but two people. Got, Got it. it. Got it. Okay. First one comes to us from Jess. And this is our, her first email to us. She says, hey, Sarah and Matthew, I just wanted to reach out and thank you for your podcast. My first pregnancy ended with an early cesarean delivery, 34 weeks, five days after having planned to have a home birth. When I got pregnant with my second, I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. I still wanted a home birth, but didn't know if it was safe. I found your podcast and listened to it all. The support and compassion you and your guests have for home birth was truly inspiring. Hearing the stories of others' experiences was the most helpful thing for me. And I'm so thankful you are doing this podcast. It is so important. I'm so happy to share that I got my home V back eight weeks ago. It was incredible, intense, and more amazing than I can believe. 
And she said, thank you for all that you do. So of course I was like, Jess, you're amazing. I need to know more. And so then she uh, elaborated a little bit and I'll share that here. So is that the halfie? That's Canada, the halfie. Oh, okay, cool. Now that we're clear on that. (laughs) She says, it took me until about 23 weeks to finally settle on having a home birth. I went down a more traditional route and used a midwife at a local hospital at which I felt I had the highest likelihood of having a successful VBAC. I got an ultrasound. I saw the high-risk doctor and I got vaginal ultrasounds that she suggested. But the further along I got and the more visits I made to the hospital, the more I just felt like it was all wrong for us. During the first ultrasound, ultrasound, the maternal fetal medicine doctor pointed out that there was a bright spot in quotations in the baby's heart, which is correlated with down syndrome. It was stressful. And after doing my own research, the correlation is so small and most will disappear before the third trimester. I was frustrated, tired, and angry that pregnant women get so much stressful information during pregnancy. Mm. And that was pretty much it for me. We went through and did the cervical checks, Um, to check for thinning, which indicates preterm labor, waited for the results from the blood check to see uh, the probability of downs, and then I fully switched over to home birth and didn't look back. The whole time I had the support of the midwives I had planned to use with my first. They were there as a resource and were supportive no matter my decisions. They have been amazing, and when I called to tell them I decided on a home birth, one said, you've come back home. And the meaning was so literal, but the figurative meaning was also so strong in that moment. I also spent a lot of time on Facebook in groups supporting VBACs, um, RCS, I'm not quite clear on what that is, but RCS, home birth, et cetera. I'll, I'll confirm that. What, what that is. Maybe it was what she alluded to previously. Cool. Anyway, um, trying to absorb other people's experiences as well. Everything was helpful. Just absorbing as much as possible. Indie birth, birthful, Dr. Berlin's informed pregnancy were other podcasts that I appreciated as well. Yes, you can apps. Oh, then she's just saying how I can share her story. Cause I was like, can we talk about this on the show? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So she, um, hopes that it'll encourage someone else. And that's what I hear. So that's the end of that. That's the end of the email exchange. Just to make my point on that last part, so many women, when they're coming on the show, you know, as guests or when they're emailing us, just thanking us for the show, you know, feel this, um, not like a responsibility in the sense that it's an obligation, but like this inspiration to pay it forward in some way, to inspire other women the way that they were inspired by other women and Mm. to, you know, put that momentum forward in terms of empowered conversation and empowered birth and empowering you to feel like you can do and have and be like all the things that you want regarding your birth. Yeah. That's just so cool to continuously get that feedback. is just, Oh, it just makes me think about this ripple effect and this multiplication and magnification of, of this whole thing. And it really gives me goosebumps just to think about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but what a powerful, cool thing. Um, to have that experience the the second time around and to, you know, go through the motions of, I, you know, I, I love and hate simultaneously how she says the whole, all the stressful information that we put on women during pregnancy. And I love it because she's mentioning it. She's talking about it, but I also hate it because like, it is a thing. It's a reality. Like, why do we, all the what ifs that come into play and the need to visit every single what if and then what it creates in terms of the the mental well-being of mama and then how that translates to how she's taking care of her body and what that how that's communicating to baby you know all of that is just yeah it's interesting so 
the the fact that the news was delivered about the bright spot on the heart, right, com- comes from a doctor. And I totally get the idea of like there being a lot of stressful information that's shared. I mean, I know when I've gone to a doctor, they tend to err on the side of, let me tell you every possibility that this thing could be that you're coming yeah. here for, for. Like, right, when when Maya was sick and we were wondering if it was a flu or something else, you know, they took a look at her and they're like, okay, well, it could be this, 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 and this. And I remember when I first, when I heard the word flu, like my heart sunk because the flu was was particularly, um, particularly, I don't know, dangerous yeah, uh, this, this past year. year. Yeah, so I was I was super scared. And... I was having a conversation with our with our life coach. We were talking about something totally separate, and um, we we're talking about like these groups that we're we're going to be forming. And I was wondering whether or not we tell the people all of the details about some of these groups before they get into it, right? Like all the potential things that could all happen. the things that could happen. Well, because just for two seconds of context, people are like, "What? Like it's a life group, like uh, an accountability group, essentially, and stuff comes up in it." And so you were wondering then, like, do we tell people like, yeah, some deep like breakdown life kind of stuff can come up in this sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So you know, do we give everybody here's all the details and go forth? And initially, I was like, no, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to plant these seeds in people's minds. True of what could happen and if you plant that seed into a fertile mind maybe it grows and what he was sharing with me is he's like you know you give people all that information so that they know up front and then from there they can make the most informed decision that that they want and there isn't an opportunity for people to say on the you know at the end of an experience well you never told me true and so sorry i'm interrupting you go ahead so I I um I used to feel like when it comes to the conversation around sharing things with with mamas and families and giving all the information like I you know from in a doctor's office it's one thing mm-hmm. right you know like that's what the doctor is there to do and they probably legally have to absolutely and so if I'm not something talking was about, a possibility and it wasn't mentioned from day one like that's a kind of cover their butt type of thing yeah and i'm I'm never advocating a doctor withhold i'm not right. necessarily advocating people withhold right my bigger point for all of this is that you know you cannot always control what people want to tell you right. all those details and so what i got from my conversation with with our life coach and kind of bringing the big point you know there you have the ability to choose how you want to respond and what you want to do with that information when people tell it to you. And, you know, I know for us, people were telling us all sorts of things when we were deciding to get pregnant about, is it a good timing to get pregnant? Is it responsible for us to get pregnant? And then when we did get pregnant and started to talk about home birth, you know, all all the different things. And so it's like, you can't always control that stuff. And so what I what I liked about the this email from Jess and kind of the bring everything full circle is, you know, you take in the information and you process it in the way that you want to process it, and you know you you can you can have a particular type of relationship to information even when it's not great information. Sure. Right. Like she was told that there's a bright spot, and bright spot means the potential uh, potential Down syndrome, like. That's some scary stuff yeah. to hear to, for a lot of parents. And then she could have gone down a certain path with that information, but it seems like she went on a, on a different route and was able to feel empowered 
coming out of her research and all of that stuff. So that's, I know it's a long roundabout story I just told, but that's kind of what I, one of the, the cool things I got from the email. No, I, I appreciate it. I mean, she found she found resources, she found yes. support, she found community, and that's what was you know able to or helped her support her in moving into that next level and you know moving on to what what did serve her and what she did want to create and experience. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's a total power move, right? Like, oh yeah, you take that, you, you take back your, you know, there's there's certain things you can control and certain things you can't. Right. And she very much operated within what she could control. Yeah, that's beautiful. And also I took two seconds to Google RCS, what I mentioned before, and kind of flip flopped on. I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. It's repeat C-section, repeat cesarean. Uh, so okay. that makes sense. So that's what she was looking at because if that was a possibility for her, you know, Communities that. of people who've had a repeat C-section. Like, yeah, that's, that's what RCS stands for. All the abbreviations are really hard to keep up with. Oh, there's a lot. In life. Uh, but I'm so grateful to Jess for reaching out to us, sharing um, her experience and, you know, her gratitude for this community. And, you know, now I'm sure someone listening to what her email had to say is taking that, internalizing it in some way and is going yeah. to impact some part of their experience. And that is so freaking cool. It's awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So our next email is is fun. Um, and I like it because I think it, it has some nice connections with the last one. Anyway, this one is from Aaron, and I'm just going to tell you it's it's kind of a spoiler for like the fun part of this email, but the subject when I opened the email, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see this email." Don't tell me. Why? Because you said it spoils. Okay, so can I say it at the end then? Yes. Okay, fine. So here's the say email. the subject at the end. Okay, so she is um she is referring to an e uh, an episode of ours that had previously published around the time she sent this email. Okay. And uh, listeners, for reference, that's episode 148. It was the part two of a home birth story with um, our friend Sam Peters. Okay. So she's referring to that one, and this is how the email starts. It said, I was so tickled to hear Sam say blank, which I can't tell you. So well, no, you could read the email. I am reading the email, but she's she's following it out of the subject. Okay, 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 okay. No, Go. I'm no, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going, and this is gonna be fine. So, no, okay, I have to. All right, <laughs> the read the subject, subject and then read the body. <laughs> People are like, what the hell, you guys? Okay, so I read this subject, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to open this email. It says in all caps, "I have an oxytocin tattoo." 
Ah, uh, okay. So she has a tattoo of the molecule of oxytocin. That's cool. Which Sam Peters and I talked about at the um, in episode 148 towards the end of it. She talked about kind of joking about wanting to get a tattoo of the oxytocin um, Got it. Of molecule. Is that what it, it would be a molecule, right? The way you... Like it's structure. So. It's, it's you know, back in chem class and you had to draw all the bonds and the things. Oh, I got to see in chemistry. Stuff. You got to see. Great. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I've never, I've never claimed to be a chemist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she says, I have an oxytocin tattoo. And then the email goes on to say, I was so tickled to hear Sam say that. I actually got it before I was a mother, but I knew at the time that birth and motherhood was going to be an important part of my journey. And she says in um, parentheses and orgasm, obviously. Because <laughs> because orgasm, because duh, because oxytocin. That's my, she didn't say that in the email. That's me. Then she goes on to say, I'm attaching an old photo from a Samba performance, which is the best photo of the tattoo I can find with a bonus view of my butt. Not like her bare butt, just like kind of some some cheekiness. Uh, but yeah, so it's just this cool picture. And you can see it like right there. There, There's the oxytocin. She says, I also really resonated with the second part of Brooke's story in episode 142 and the first part of her story, which I went back and listened to as well. She said, here's the short version version of my story. She said, I'm currently 25 weeks pregnant with my second child. My son is now two and will be three in late August. I planned a home birth with that pregnancy and was attended by a home birth midwife throughout. It was fantastic. Unfortunately, my water broke at 32 weeks and five days, literally the night before our hypno babies class was starting. We went to the hospital at 1 a.m. and I stayed there on bed rest until 43 excuse me, until 34 weeks when I was induced. 34 weeks is the sweet spot for good outcomes while reducing chance of infection. Luckily, I never developed signs or infection and my birthing time never started on its own. It was a super scary and sad time, as you can probably imagine. Unlike for Brooks, I think the hardest part for me about the days in the hospital was coming to terms with having a premature baby. Mm. But I also grieved the home birth experience and I worried about staying fit enough to give birth after an extended bed rest. Happily, I advocated for gradual induction and I had a hypnosis-like birth with little practice, but still some tracks that she got from our very sympathetic, I got from our very sympathetic instructor. I was one of those who no one, even my midwife turned doula, believed was very far along because of how calm I was until I told the nurse that I had to push and she checked me to find that I was fully dilated after two and a half hours on a whiff of Pitocin. I started Pitocin at only two centimeters dilated. Goes to show we don't birth by numbers. We had a very difficult postpartum experience. I can say a lot more about that, but briefly. It involved my husband's suicidal ideation and my broken wrist, and the fact that we had a preemie with a tongue tie that went undetected for 10 weeks. So I was the I was pumping, triple feeding every three hours for almost three months. So we're hoping for a simple home birth this time around. I'm getting progesterone injections to prevent prematurity, although it's not clear what caused my water to break the first time around. Isn't it interesting how first-time mothers can have anxiety about the unknowns of birth, and then with subsequent births, it's often the knowns that can cause anxiety. Anyway, thanks for reading, and thanks for your work. I love hearing birth-related stuff, but I have a hard time finding stories and content that are hypno-baby safe, so I really appreciate the positivity and realness of your podcasts. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for bearing with me on that. I kind of like 
sometimes it's it's hard to read for a long period of time. Oh, I get it. What, what was this listener's email uh, name again? Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah, just so much um, heart, so much authenticity, so much vulnerability. I feel like in the sharing from you know the realness of of planning another birth after you know the first time around and i th- i think it's really cool how she mentions that like the unknowns are scary for the first one and then afterwards it's like what you know can happen or maybe what you did happen that you don't want to repeat like that's what can be there and that's what can be you know the opportunity for you the 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 task at hand as far as healing that or working on that to move into another birth experience um yeah I can totally relate to that. And we had no major complications. And yet there are absolutely little moments where when I think about getting pregnant again and giving birth again, I'm like, oh, but what if this happened? Or like, you know, now hearing the tons of stories and all across the board that we listen to each week and that we're talking to these mamas like, oh, I hope I don't like, you know, wear on some of that or like go down that road of thinking, what if that happens to me? If what if Or what if that were to happen to me? Like, it's just, it's just, you know, working with your human nature of like seeing something. And then how do you not like incept that into your brain and into your like chemistry of your, of your body and create that thing? Yeah. I think it's a testament to, to people, to women. Um, when you can experience something that you did not enjoy, that was extremely difficult, that had some, some um, strong and lasting ripple effects, you know, that lasted for a while and then decide to do it again. You know, like I think of people who have had incredibly traumatic relationships. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, you you're with somebody and just stuff happens and you 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 walk away feeling just wrecked. Like you just been hit by, you know, freaking meteor and like and then at some point in the future you decide to do it again. You know, I admire that. Oh, and yeah. and, I, and I know in myself I have those those same sorts of of stories and experiences. Um but I just I admire people when they're willing to get their butts kicked and go back in Mm. and so for all the the moms and dads and partners out there who've who've had birth experiences that didn't go the way that they wanted to and you know for for if if you really had your heart set on certain things happening and, and it went the total opposite and you know you you might Today, you might consider your birth being a, a traumatic birth or, you know, and that's how you might describe it. And then you say, okay, I'm, I want to, I want to step in and do this again. I mean, that is, that's badass. That really is. Cause you just have to, con- you have to contend with all of those what ifs. And I feel like they're amplified at that point because you understand what some of the what ifs could be. So I give total props to Aaron and all of the mamas out there and all of the dads and all of the partners and families and support groups who who do that because it's not easy it can't be easy mm. yeah i just um yeah incredible resiliency incredible um strength i think faith and oh yeah and, like trust in yourself and in the the moving more into that space of likelihood of things working out a certain way rather than not. And it's just, you know, birth has this really amazing, um, like you've talked about this, Sarah, this, 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 like in birth, you will go through this uncomfortable, physically uncomfortable experience to bring this baby out earth side. And, you know, you're, you're happy when it's over because you, now you have this amazing thing and you've, you've gone through the fire and then, 
you might want to do it all over again immediately. Like I was editing an episode this weekend, getting getting uh, ready for it to publish, and um, the mama that we had on after she gave birth, she's like, "I could do this a thousand more times." <laughs> and you've talked about kind of how when when you're holding baby and 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 when all of those those hormones are flowing through you and all those feelings and you're like you're just in bliss mm. it totally wipes away all of the uncomfortable stuff all yeah. the 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 trauma that might have gone on all of that stuff can just be wiped away when wow i've got my baby mm-hmm. that's a pretty incredible i don't know life experience that that it can do that yeah yeah, absolutely. Is. I'm just kind of sitting in like the resonance of all of what we've talked about. And just again, the sharing, I am completely and continuously humbled by the sharing that we get from from listeners as far as like their stories and into yeah. their lives and into their their homes and that we can be a part of this journey, you know, vicariously from our little space, you know, in Marietta, Georgia, like we can be with you in a way wherever you are around the world. And, you know, women even sharing that they're the show was played in the room when they were in labor and stuff like that. We've gotten those messages recently where I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> and I think we, you and I do a great job of creating that space mm. and building trust because you and I are are willing to share. Yeah, that's true. Like we've talked about stuff on the show that... Um, oh, boy. Things haven't been easy. Yeah. You know, and we've talked about just all sorts of stuff that is that has come up because a lot of stuff has come up for sure. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way to uh to just create that that trust. Yeah. So in terms of space, um for those of you right now listening, send some love and vibes and that space to Erin. Yeah. Um, she was talking about, you know, what she's playing for the second time around, what she'd like to experience. So she's at all that oxytocin. She was at twenty five weeks when she emailed you? Yes, and that was a, a little bit ago, so Probably a little further along than that. I can cool. confirm that, but yeah, sending those lo- those those vibes. Absolutely, absolutely. All that oxytocin. If there are any other oxytocin tattoos out there, I would love to know about them and see them and all that great stuff because that is yeah. so cool. Um, it's just so funny how the the world sings stuff like that. And she sends that that email, you know, after she listened to Sam's <laughs> episode. It's just, I love it. It's just again, like speaks to the community and how I feel like all these women know each other in a way without necessarily ever being in the same room together. That sort yeah. of thing. I also love that uh, Aaron said that our show is um, Hypno Babies safe. Safe, yeah, friendly. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think we, you know, I like to listen to that type of content. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to kind of be pulled down. Right. Even if it's a tough conversation. Yeah. Bring yeah, it can... back to like a powerful place at the end. So cool. I love that feedback. Totally. All right. Anything else on your end, my dude mm, friend? I don't know. I feel like... After this one ends, we hit record again and go into some deep stuff. I'm feeling like deep. Oh, you're feeling deep? Yeah, I'm feeling like, okay, I can go there. (laughs) Let's let's take advantage of this window. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Listener out there, you might be on the lookout for what the next episode is. Could be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I got nothing else. Cool, cool. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening. Um, Again, I want to do more of this kind of stuff, you know, addressing your uh, stories, your questions, your uh, feedback and topics and ideas. So please send them our way and, you know, be a part of this with us. Um, again, you can email those to hello at dihpodcast.com. You can connect with us on our website, dihpodcast.com. We have a great free 
ebook download there for you on all the things that made our home birth awesome. So you can learn a little bit about that. And you can connect with us on Instagram too, at D-I-A-H podcast. Yes, yes. All and right. I, I want to say thank you to Jess and Aaron. Yes, once again, thank you, ladies. You are amazing. You are powerful. You are inspiring. And um, you're the reason we're here doing this thing. Yeah. Like doing I... it at home, oh. if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we're out of here, guys. Thanks so much. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.